Hello everyone and welcome back to Nerd Talk. Today we're going to be talking about episode 5 of the Obi-Wan Kenobi show and later we'll talk about Jurassic World Dominion. We're going to start off with episode 5. We didn't do a video we didn't do a uh, episode on well, an episode Nerd Talk on episode 4, so we're not really going to talk about that here. It was a whatever episode. We're on to episode 5. A lot of stuff happened. I thought it was a pretty good episode, but it was still very much in the spirit of the rest of Kenobi, which is there's some great stuff and there's some horrible stuff that lacks all logic and makes zero sense and pulls you out of the show. So, very mixed bag. I thought the best episode of the show, though. Uh, what'd you think about it, Ian? Uh, yeah, also, hold, spoilers, it's... by the way, for people. Spoiler yeah. alert. There's your warning. Anyways, go ahead. I think it's definitely the best episode of the show. Like you said, I don't understand. It feels like it's this way with most Disney Plus stuff, especially with Obi-Wan. You get something really cool, and then you do something really stupid. It's like they will not let you have the really cool thing. Like, they just can't let you have They do something but really stupid on top of it. It's a different it's type just... of stupid than Mando stupid, though. Like, when something hap- stupid happens in Mando, it's like, oh, that was bad. And this, it's like, where's the quality checking? Where's someone to say, this doesn't make sense, this last logic? In, in, in Mando, it's more of, like, creative choices that it's like, I think that's, I don't like that. To where in this, it's more like, no, that is straight up, like... Dumb oh, no. and was, makes no creative, sense. There was, that, uh, there was a creative choice in this episode that was dumb and didn't make sense. That's what I said about Kenobi. That's what I'm saying. Oh, You're, you didn't you understand what I'm saying. No, I'm saying Mando is more of like creative choices where it's like, don't like that. To where Kenobi's more of like, no, that literally doesn't make sense and should not happen at all. What is going on? You know, you get what I'm saying? Like the two differences? Like, that. that's how I feel. Both have their dumb stuff. But one is more of like, oh, this is the creative thing I wanted to do here, the story idea, whatever. And it's like, I don't like that. I don't I don't like that at all. And then with Obi-Wan, it's more of a, that's not just an opinion that I don't like that. No, that just doesn't make sense and should never happen. And I feel like those are like the two differences. But anyways, keep going with what you're saying. Um, it really sucks this show's not that much about Obi-Wan. Like, I thought we were going to get a lot more Obi-Wan. It's, it's literally getting. 50-50. It's Reva yeah. and Obi-Wan. Reva is so... I don't understand why. I understand why you label it Obi Wan because you want people to get excited for the Kenobi because I mean it was literally the biggest premiere in Disney Plus history. Yes. Um, and then you're not gonna get that with a show called Reva or the Inquisitors. Um, but it's like, man, why? Like, it's just such a letdown going from Obi Wan's story to her story. It's nothing against the actress. It's just we don't care. The show is called. It's sending with Moon Knight. The show is called Moon Knight. Give me Moon Knight. This show is called Kenobi. Give me Kenobi. This is this is actually why I don't want a Vader series because I don't think they can make a show about Vader and just be about Vader and him killing stuff. Like I don't want any more original characters to get shows because I think Disney will refuse to just on like do the original characters and they have to put their own new characters in it because they want they it's the same problem they have with the sequel trilogy, which is they don't think they can write good enough characters. To, that you'll like on your own so they have to piggyback off the legacy characters and instead of it's the exact opposite effect makes people hate them instead of like them yeah they know um, their characters aren't strong enough like in the yeah. last jedi they know that like if luke's still around you are not going to give a shit about what ray is doing you yeah. won't care because you're like what's luke doing yeah. that's the good character and that's, and that's so it's like reason, get rid of him now so you care about ray that's one of the reasons Mando worked so well. It's because there weren't originally original characters in it. And it was like, okay, and you, you followed him and you liked him. But now you're bringing a show about Kenobi. Show me Kenobi. Well, show me Kenobi. Mando's I- also good because they literally stripped everything of Boa Fett and gave it to Mando. 
Yeah. They're literally also, like, hey, though, I, mean, I still have a problem with the Mando show because it was sold to us as a bounty hunter going around doing bounty hunter things. You got one episode just, of it. <laughs> you, no, no, you got two episodes because you, you got one episode of it in Boba Fett where he's hunting bounties. Yeah. Two episodes and of him hunting bounties. He's just a heart of gold guy that wants to save kids and is not a bounty hunter. So, like... I'm yeah, fine with having a bounty hunter that's not a bad guy. My problem is when they're like, oh, Boba's the heart of gold. It's like, no, see, that's my see, problem. You see, even the actor came out and was like, yes, Tamara Morrison. Yes, I, yeah. I, I retweeted that. He also talked about that during Bofet, where he said he tried to give some of his line to uh, Ming Na's the actress. I can't remember the name of the. Um, Finnick. Finnick. He tried to give a lot of his lines to her, and he even, like, when John Favreau was out, he, like, called John Favreau's assistant and was like, uh, hey, can we uh, give some of these lines to her? So and then he like snitched on John Favreau or whatever was like no and it's like dude come on because he was like I shouldn't be talking this much what's going on why is Bo doing this so the whole time Tamara Morrison knew how Boba Fett should be he just has to deal with it so this this show Kenobi's not near as bad as Boba Fett oh no it's Kenobi I still would give a positive review overall I would still say it's good but I don't want to see any more shows because I don't think they can they'll do the characters right yeah Uh, I, I would say this Boba Fett they completely butchered Kenobi, they haven't butchered his character, but they're not making a show about him. So yeah. I have no faith that they would make a show about Obi Wan season two. You know, like that's those are two different things, and I don't want either one. You know, it feels like the same. You know, I complain about endlessly with Moon Knight. We had like what ten minutes total of Moon Knight in a sh- in a six episode series. Like, yeah. where like show me what I'm paying to see. And they completely and, changed Stephen Grant from the comics, so you didn't yeah. even get that aspect either. So it's that was annoying. I'm trying to think. So this episode, they go back to yeah, the they, California they go, planet. Yeah, they go back to that um, random planet with all Vader, the people. I don't. I listen to your review. Vader gives her the Inquisitor pin because he's like he's effing with her. Yeah, which I really um, liked because like yeah, I liked just it the tearing end. her down even more. Yeah, at the time it makes no sense because like he's giving her a promotion for failing at literally everything. She has failed every step of the way and has been a nuisance to everyone, and no one likes her, and he gave her promotion. What? But then by the end of the episode, it makes sense because it turns out he was just effing with her, and it was literally yeah, just like, um, yeah, I like that. The the whole Reva backstory was so easy to see coming. Um, you, oh, yeah. We knew she was going to go good. She wasn't well, When good, you open unquote, up good. with an Order 66 scene and Obi-Wan has nothing to do with it in his own show, and then there's a little black girl that's one of the uh, younglings, it's like, oh, I wonder who that is. It's probably not Reva. Oh, it's Reva! It's like, um, of course. <laughs> yeah, the, the part where they go and break in after Obi-Wan and I have a little talk, and you knew, you knew that... I she... like her in Obi-Wan's talk, by the way. I, I guess it's good. I just can't stand her character so much. Also, I did not care at all. Well, and my favorite... knew it was coming. We yeah. knew it was coming. That oh, was yes, but I still it. like their talk, and I think that's some of the better acting that um, Moses Ingram has done because a lot of show her actor are kind of iffy, but I thought she did a good job performance-wise there. Um, but my favorite part of that is when Obi-Wan's like, trying to get her team up with him, and she's like, could you even kill him? And you just see this look on Obi-Wan's face like, I don't. Like, he, he doesn't even know if he could really I mean, strike Obi-Wan the dealing blow because he's still like, that's his it. brother. Like, that's his brother. He still, like, holds him in that regard. As much of a monster as he is and he knows what he's become, he still is like, I can't... I, I like that. I like seeing that. And, of course, Hugh McGregor does a fantastic job at selling that with just his face. Yeah. And I, yeah. I, I love that. Yeah, I mean, Hugh McGregor's acting's been amazing. I have no... I, I love seeing Hugh McGregor. I just wish I would see more of Hugh McGregor. Yeah, me too. I also um, liked uh, Obi-Wan taking more initiative in this episode. Episodes 4 and 5, he's taken more initiative to where episodes 1 through 3, he was kind of along for the ride. So I like seeing him slowly become more of himself returning back to Jedi Knight Obi-Wan. So I, I like seeing that. Yeah. 
yes, that's a good point. Back to my point. So they open up. Well, uh, the reason I hate the Obi Wan Reva character talk is because we knew it was coming. Like this was like supposed to be like a reveal, and it wasn't at all. Like it was so obvious what was happening. So it's like it, it just felt like wasted space to me. It's like yeah, she, it, she wants to kill. It was Vader very obvious, but I was fine with it seeing it happen. Um, so anywho, they come up with that plan, and then they break in. He breaks into the break the in a very stupid way because they yeah. draw, they, they pull out this giant. They stormtroopers are so bad. Like, no, I don't have a problem with stormtroopers being bad. My problem is they should have had more expendable rebels there. That because there's a bunch of no-name, re- they're that not rebels, but I'm calling them rebels. The same, the same they should have some. Have one guy people. dies. Yeah, you have to show people the stormtroopers killing people because you have to show the empire is feared. Like this is my problem with a lot of Disney stuff. Is Disney is so scared. They even Kathleen Kennedy, I think, or maybe the writer said this about the Obi Wan show that it was too dark at first. Like they're like everything has to have a hopeful message. No, it doesn't. No, this is the time of the Empire. This is the time to show them killing people and show why they're so feared. If if literally 100 Stormtroopers goes through a choke point and they can only kill one Rebel, like, what are we doing? Yeah. And, um, like, it was really sad, too, because they do hit another lady, and then Obi-Wan just drags her yeah. off and saves her. And it's well, like, it's not even that. that lady's dead! <laughs> and then, um, so then that happens. We get the best scene of the whole show when Vader comes through and he just... I mean, the CGI is really spotty on the ship he grabs, like, very spotty. Well, you skip a um, lot of stuff. Uh, but right. so oh. yeah, because oh, yeah, the so they have the they, they the have well hold up. they have the whole uh, fight with the stormtroopers. Well, first off, they have to get through the first door, which they bring a giant laser can, shoot it three times, does nothing. Rava slices through it like butter immediately with a lightsaber. And they use the force. <laughs> yeah, and then they, they go in, and then they're stopped by a second door, which I don't get why Rava didn't just lightsaber that one as well, because they're like at a second choke point. It's like why doesn't why doesn't she just lightsaber that door as Thinking well? Thinking is hard. But yeah, we have um we have an A and B plot. The A plot being current day of everything that we just told you, and then the B plot being the flashback of a sparring session of Obi Wan versus Anakin, which is really good and I like it a lot. But they did zero effort in de aging oh, them. Like that's the first thing I said, I was like, uh, I mean, Obi Wan's not as drastic. You and McGregor, they just needed to fix his hair. His hair looked yeah, his weird. Hair was weird. His, his hair, hair was like it's not right. Yeah, yeah, it it, it, it looked weird. But, but Anakin face... was—he like, looked forty. Anakin yes. looked like yes. he looked and so. Yes. And the thing is, like, it's literally just like some wrinkles. Like, but besides that, like, uh, Hayden Christensen doesn't look that much older. It's just like some wrinkles and stuff to where it's clear he's not like nineteen or twenty or however no, old it was, he's supposed it, to be. The fa- it wasn't even the fact that it did. The lack of effort old. is what it was. Yeah, it was a lack of effort. I was like, did you even care enough to even like? It's even try, especially because like I'm not even kidding. Like eight hours after the episode air, a, a fan had done it and de-aged them, and it looked great, like oh, almost yeah. flawless. A fan in eight hours, and I'm assuming that fan only took like maybe an hour to do it themselves. Like, and, <laughs> imagine really, what Disney could do if they put the effort know, into it. I know what Disney was thinking, and it's true because you're like, oh, I'll forgive it because I'm so happy seeing these two on screen together again, which is true. But it doesn't stop you from that initial reaction of it. Literally takes you out of the moment. Yeah, you're like, oh, he is so old. Yeah, because this is this is right before Attack of the Clones, so he's yeah. supposed to be like 19 or 20. Yeah, you're like he and is. He, it's like it, it's so clear old. he's not. He's not. But, I mean, <laughs> b- besides putting that aside, their whole duel and the whole lesson they learned from it's good. Yeah. Um. It's handled well. Anakin's just obsessed with victory and showing that he's better, which I like. Yeah. I wish, I, and I like there's uh, an homage to the Revenge of the Sith uh, scene. There's some same same moves that they use in that duel, so that yeah. was cool to see. I like that. Um. Anywho, so then we go back 
And Obi-Wan is like, makes a deal with Reva. He's, she's like, hey, you can kill Vader because she hates Vader because he killed everybody. Even though she got stabbed right straight through the chest and she's just chill. Yes, and in, in the flashback we survived. saw as a youngling that, um, I was saying this in my video, that she should have just been shot by a clone and pretended to be dead. That's fine. I am okay with that. But for Anakin to personally run her through with his lightsaber during Order 66 while she is a child and her to survive, so dumb. Maybe, so dumb. Maybe he didn't kill that many. Maybe he didn't kill that many Jedi. Especially because literally every other youngling died. Why is she like plot armor so thick? But like, I, how is she the special one? How is she the yeah. special one? So anywho, so we know that she wants to kill. So her and Obi Wan make a deal. Fun fact though: three different, th not three different, but three uh, separate occasions of people being run through with lightsabers in this episode. Obi Wan ran through a stormtrooper, and Reva got ran through twice and survived both times. Hold up, I'm getting there. So. <laughs> Uh, Obi Wan's like, hey, he'll be so Vader will be so close on me, you could sneak up and kill him, right? Or that we can do it together. But then, but, uh, so the Vader goes through and grabs the ship out of the air, brings it down, which is really cool because, like, yes, this is this is the most this should be the most Star powerful force that user. Beach. This is this is the most powerful powerful force user of all time. Yeah. F for a, F for everyone. This is Anna, he's a chosen one. Yep. Right. The CGI on that ship was. Ooh, yeah, it was tough. Ooh. It was like Snowspeeder last episode. It, it was bad. Like it, it wasn't even iffy. It was. Bad. Yeah. Um. And then the other ship conveniently takes off and goes. And Vader's like, whatever. I guess he was too tired. And then Reva comes up to kill him. And this is the best part of the episode. Well, Vader, hold on. Like, hold on. Before we get to that, Reva, what are you doing? You're 20 seconds late. Stab him while he's taking the ship out of the air. Reva, you can't do anything right. Like, when am I going to stab the Dark Lord, the Sith, the Chosen One, the Emperor's puppet? When he's busy trying to rip a ship out of the air or when he's just recovered from that? She doesn't make the smartest choices. What are you so, doing, Reva? Uh, yeah. So she comes up, and then Vader and her have a fight where Vader never you, takes his lightsaber out. He's just using the force, blocking everything, throwing her aside, really playing with her. Yes, and toying then, with his food 100%. Then he takes her lightsabers, breaks one half, and basically gives her one. He uses another one. It's, it's uh, My favorite part of that sequence is he throws the lightsaber at her, she blocks it, and then he disarms her from his from her lightsaber and takes the lightsaber that she had just blocked back. It's like, oh man. Would have been so cool if he would have dookooed her, though. Instead, he yeah, just... Yeah, that's what everyone's hoping. Yeah. Instead, he stabs it through and he says, the, did you really think I was to expect it, youngling? So Vader knew the whole time. Badass line. It was, it was a cool line. Yeah. And, but, then he, but then he stabs her just straight through the chest. And Tells her she he has no more use for her. Yeah, also. and me and Dylan are like, oh no. And then dumbass shows up, the Grand Inquisitor, and this I blame Filoni for. I will always blame Filoni for this. Re revenge. What does he say? What does he say about revenge? The mage using what revenge can do or something. I don't remember yeah. how revenge so can hold you together. Yeah, so they're using the thing that revenge kept him alive, which kept her, which is gonna keep her alive, which kept freaking Darth Maul alive. Which I guess I guess the explanation yep. is Qui Gon had no no revenge in him. Well, yeah, right? he didn't because he he's a Jedi. Jedi. Yeah. Yeah, that is such a stupid explanation for someone getting sliced in half and people getting stabbed through. It is so <laughs> stupid. It's not even the getting sliced in half for Darth Maul to me. It's that on top of banging his head off the sides all the way down to that bottomless, like, Naboo reactor or whatever. Yeah, like, we see him bouncing off. Yeah. Like, on top of being cut I, in half, well, his well, brains hate, are scraping. I hate Dave Filoni gave them that out here. My boy got CTE. Um, I hate that Dave Filoni gave him that out. Um, and so now we know Reva's Disney didn't still alive. need Dave Filoni to give him that to do no, this. No, they didn't, but they used it. Um... 
And now Reva is going to be surviving being stabbed twice straight yes. through. Anakin um, failed twice at killing her. The funniest part is about all this is she gets stabbed through. We see her like sweating and like in agony and like, oh, oh I've just been stabbed in the stomach. Oh, this is just tough. And then five seconds later, she's like, she's good. Crawling she, over. So she doesn't take no any back. To, she doesn't heal in any way. She just, ah, I'm recovered now. That stabbed so her initially. A, like so she stubbed her toe. So she goes and gets the thing where Vader basically, where I, this is why I have an issue with this. Is yes, this was the, stupid. Bail Organa sent a message to Obi-Wan saying, are you alive? Or if you're not alive, I'll go see the, I'll go take care of Luke, basically. Which and makes my, no sense. <laughs> yes, because if Obi-Wan's not alive and someone else has that, you just told everyone yeah. that it's, Luke's there. It's that literally like messages to send. Yeah, it's it, so stupid. It makes no sense for Bail Organa to be that specific about everything. Either don't send the message at all, or be vague when you send the message. Instead, yeah. he's like, "I am going to go to Luke, son of Anakin Skywalker, yeah. who is on the planet of Tatooine, being with Owen Lars. I will go and watch over that boy." And it's like, it's like dude, it's like, this is the most important. What are you the doing? Most, most important characters in the entire, in the entire, in the, in, in, for this moment, and Bail Organa is like it's not like he was he even says at the start of the message he's like i haven't heard from you in a while well then don't say everything because if obi-wan's yeah. dead then it, whatever you're saying someone's gonna get and of course reva ends up with it yes and, and but I it think, also doesn't and, make sense for when obi-wan has that and gives it to uh, camille nanjiani he should have deleted it before giving it to him yeah why did he just, just what he, just no, he doesn't need to destroy it i'm a, it's future technology delete last message i can delete voicemails right now he can do that or past technology say a long time ago he got so far far away but anyways he has that technology he should be able to just delete that message saved on there and just give it to him because you know maybe he'll need his hologram messenger for something later but he should just be able to delete it and say he leaves it on there and reva gets it so is reva gonna kidnap luke now i don't i don't think so i think she's gonna go team up with obi-wan because she doesn't want anyone's family to be destroyed like hers were by vader uh, that's yeah. what she remembered again so reva's gonna go good like we always thought and i don't think she's gonna die i don't think she's vader's not gonna, gonna die her. she's not and, and the fact that vader's going to see her for a third time and not kill her yep they, they are cheapening vader um that part is stupid that you it's star wars is a joke that you can get stabbed you get sliced in half and you're just fine yep like the, the, the rise of the rise of Skywalker made a joke that you have force healing, so there's never any need for like anything. Um, but now, even even a, a stab straight through your like straight through you doesn't kill you. Uh, like it's, the it's, Jedi Council had a no force healing rule on Qui Gon. They wanted that dude dead. They like, no all the problems had, all the problems he was given to him. They're like, nope, don't do it. If he gets he stabbed, revenge, leave him. Yeah, it was stupid. And then, what do you think of Leia this episode? It's really dumb for her, like, it's a nitpick because, like, it's, it, it doesn't make sense for a 10-year-old girl who is a princess on Alderaan who's never had to do any manual labor in her life, life any wire work, nothing, to know how to fix these wires on this other planet, on this system she's never used before. Does not make sense. That being said, it is not a focal point of the episode. It's like two minutes no. total. It's just but she goes still in and she does it. Yeah, she does it. It's really it makes zero. It's another one of those things where it's like it's not a creative decision. Where it's like, oh, I just disagree with like your vision here. It's a this never should have happened. It doesn't make any sense type deal, which is what happens a lot in this show. Like it, it was stupid. They they just make her too smart for a ten year old. Yes, they make that's her the thing. They make they make Leia in the show like she's the Leia in Return of the Jedi. She's yeah. not there yet. 
She's a 10-year-old child. If anyone would be like, well, Anakin was competent. Anakin was a slave who had to work every single day of his life in a junkyard. Of course Anakin knew how to do stuff. Leia is a pampered princess. She doesn't know how to do any of this stuff yet. She turns into a badass later on. She's a 10-year-old princess at this yeah, point. She's just she's just too smart. She's just too good at everything. Yes. It's like they really want to focus on Leia. And it's and like, I mean, Because I like you have Leia, those Disney fans that eat it up. Like those people on Twitter. Like, yes, look at Leia yeah. do that. It's like she's 10 years old. Chill. Yeah, I don't mind. I don't mind. Like a lot, I see a lot of people don't like the actress. I thought the, I thought the actress was a great fine, job. Yeah. But it's the character of just her being able to it's do writing, like, yeah. anything or everything. Is, is getting really annoying. Yeah. It's like, she, no 10-year-old can do this. I don't care how special she is. No 10-year-old can do this. Yeah. Um. Uh. So that's why I thought of that. I mean, the best part of the episode by far is Vader. It's just stupid that you cheapen his awesome moment by letting Reva, Reva escape because you want to make a show about Reva and her story instead of making it about Obi-Wan. Yeah. Um, oh, also, really the, the flashbacks served to show that vader still hasn't learned his lesson of uh patient and it's not always about wanting to win it's about like thinking the bigger and, picture yeah and that's how they're gonna still fall through with the line of when i left you i was but the learner now i'm the master because he still hasn't learned all his lessons so he's still quote unquote a learner and obi-wan's the master so that's yeah, how they're the, getting around that i that i've heard now. people theorize about that i think that's incredibly dumb because i even with this failure i don't think vader sees himself as a learner whatsoever so for him to say that in a new hope makes zero sense uh, that's how that's how disney is justifying it yeah i'm guaranteeing it that's how disney justifies it probably or maybe not because i don't think disney cares about breaking canon at all like eh I think they, I think they knew they were gonna get flack for that, and so that's that was I don't think Disney cares about the flack they get. I think I think I, I think they just like whatever steamroll ahead. It's our property now. We paid the billions of dollars for it. We do not care. We do not care. I think that's how Disney is, honestly. Like, oh, just break John Wook at Canada, oh, boo-hoo, we don't care. Like, <laughs> that's how I think Disney thinks about it. Like, who cares if it ruins a single line from the A New Hope? Doesn't matter to us. But, yeah, I'm. A, this episode was my favorite episode of the show, though. I thought it was the best one. Yeah, I agree. I think it's the best episode of the show, but it's just sad that there's this much that, like... I don't know why they couldn't just kill Reva. It's so stupid. I don't understand it's, either. You don't need her anymore! A, they wanted to make a show about her. And also make it a much more tragic if this guy... If and, this, this youngling that uh, got killed and had been seeking revenge for years and finally had the time to execute her plan ultimately failed to the most evil guy in the galaxy, or second most evil guy in the galaxy, failed again. That would be very tragic, and you would probably have more people remember Reva. Instead, Vader fails twice. Yeah, and what I wanted, so they should, they, the, the, the final shot is of Luke sleeping on, obviously, Tatooine. I am going to have a lot of problems if Vader goes to Tatooine and somehow gets close to Luke or his family. Like, he couldn't have anything to do with that planet or go by. I them. agree. Like, like Vader can't because Vader pretty fastly finds out. I mean, they call him Luke Skywalker, but can sense very easily that it's the force that's in Luke. So I don't think he would be like that, especially if they're with his family. Um, they, Oh man. 
also if Luke sees any of this, Luke should not know what yeah. lightsabers are, considering the first time he sees one in New Hope, he sticks it in his eye. Yeah, I know. Like, he should not have any... No. Especially because if you are... It's not like, oh, you saw it, it was 10 and he's forgotten. No, if you're a little kid and you see a lightsaber, you are remembering that for the rest I of mean, your life. I mean, remember Anakin, as soon as he sees it, he goes, is that a laser sword? Yeah. Like, he, like Anakin immediately knows what it is, so... Yeah. Um, yeah, I... I'm really nervous this finale. I'm really nervous. I think there's going to be a battle between Vader and Obi-Wan. I think Reva's going to save Obi-Wan. Yep. Um, but, I, but the only way I could see that happening is her dying. But Vader's going to fail again and not kill her. Also, how the hell do the Imperials let the ship that has one exit point get away from them? Yeah, it makes no sense why they had no ships waiting outside because literally they're inside that hangar and there's only one way out. There's like there's one, one thing exit point. that they sealed and obviously they're going to their number one priority is going to be to get it open so as the empire you think we'll just have a ship waiting nope there's no ship waiting nope it's, not at all it's so it's like what they've been tracking these they've been trying to get these people for how long the whole reason Revel was still alive was so they could track these exact people and they let them take off of the only exit point they have and they're not even they don't even like tractor beam them or follow them just follow them like be on their tail, that, like that anything. That ship is small enough that uh, what do you call a contractor beam? Them? It it doesn't make any sense. But yeah, there's there's a lot of logic flaws in this entire show. What but do you that, expect the finale? What do you expect? Similar to what you said. I think that um I have my the thing that I don't know what they're gonna do is I have no clue what they're gonna do with Luke. But we're obviously going to get a final battle between Obi Wan and uh, Darth Maul. And my guess is it's Vader. either. Or Darth Maul, Vader, yeah, Darth Vader. Um, I think my guess is it's either going to take place on Tatooine or I, they might go back to Mustafar. I could see them doing that. I think it'd be really stupid to go back to Mustafar, which would be like an another planet. Maybe make it Alderaan, but don't have it be Tatooine. No, I don't want Alderaan to be stupid. I don't, I don't want Alderaan. Tatooine. I do not want Tatooine. I don't want it to be Tatooine either, but I could see that happening. Um, so yeah, I think that I think it's going to be on one of those, and obviously Reva's going to save the day. She's redeem. She's going to redeem herself because she's all consumed with revenge this episode. She's going to redeem herself and she's going to like save Obi Wan. That's going to be it. But I do wonder how they're going to conclude it with, um, like, is Obi Wan going to fake his death? Like, how is it that Vader after this just stops hunting Obi Wan? Well, that's all interesting. Did, did they write this show as we already have a second season? Well, we want to do a second season, so we're going to leave. We're going to leave it where Obi where he knows Obi Wan's still alive, so that we can have Vader back. Or they're going to have it where Vader thinks he's dead. Because you can't keep having Vader think he's dead just for him to show back up. I think that they're going to make it to where, like, Vader thinks he's dead or gone or something. I don't. I think they're going to make it to where they're going to give a reason for Vader to stop hunting him. I don't think... If they set up for Season 2, I don't think they're going to set up for Season 2 where Vader hunts him. That's my Which guess. Which sucks because Vader, Vader's been the best part of the show. Yes, but you, there's still a billion other things you could do to make it interesting without Vader. Really? But, like, well, yes. How about this? How about I don't want this? Vader hunting how, him just every season. Okay, how, how about this? How about this for next season? A youngling that's all Order 66, he's hunting Obi-Wan, right? She's mad Obi-Wan, and we get her story in Season 2. What do you think of that? That Would that be a good villain for the next season? I think you should watch Obi-Wan Kenobi because that's already okay. happened. Oh, okay. Because you know you you get some stupid-ass Inquisitor storyline as the person hunting Obi-Wan. There's um, so many different things you can do. And you trust... No, uh, I never said I trusted them. them yeah. But I'm saying there are so many things you could do. But, yeah, the, I, I, 
though we've been harping a lot on the bad of this episode, but the good of the episode was Vader, aside from stabbing Reva and failing at killing her somehow, Vader was really cool in this episode. Uh, I like him just toying with Reva and telling her he knew the whole time, delivering, delivering some great lines to her. I like that. I like the flashback sequence. It was great, other than the lack of de-aging and attention to Obi-Wan's hair. Um, I thought the moment with Reva and Obi-Wan talking at the door was good, and uh, I like everything with Ewan McGregor was cool, seeing him take down the Stormtroopers, and I like seeing him take lead of this sort of not rebels but whatever these people are i like seeing him take lead of them and like being a leader i also really like the moment to where vader's like i know obi-wan will return will turn himself over and then it switches to obi-wan obi-wan's like i'm gonna turn myself over and vader knows it. <laughs> i like that and then he does that like i there was a lot of good stuff in this episode it's just there's a lot of bad stuff too this is how this show is gone it's just good and bad and good and bad and good and bad but at least there's good to go along with bad, unlike Boba, where there was no good other than the Mando episodes. <laughs> so, there's that. Yeah. But do you have yeah. any uh, any final says before we move on to Jurassic World? I'm scared for the last episode. You should be excited for the last episode. I'm scared for it. I hope we get a lot of Obi-Wan. We haven't got hardly any Obi-Wan. Um, and I wish, I wish the show would show why the Empire is feared instead of not ma- they have showed why he's fierce because they have Darth Vader. Yeah, but I mean, besides him, everyone else is incompetent. And even that, he's somewhat incompetent. In the original trilogy, no one is competent but the Emperor and uh, and Vader. Teddy Boba bears Fe- beat Boba, the stormtroopers. Bo- Bo- he's not a part of the Empire, so your point is moot. Exactly. You can't Grand name Tarkin, any. Grand Tarkin's pretty competent. Grand Moff Tarkin. Yeah. There's an Imperial officer. There's no other Imperial officers in this show. Other than the one that turns good, and she is very competent. So there you go. Yeah, what do you think of her death? Would be very sad. I thought they were going to have her and the robot kiss. That's very weird. I didn't think they were going to have them kiss. It was weird that they were so close, though, but I guess they had smuggled so many Jedi together and stuff. Yeah. I guess that's why they I was had, happy like, she connection. died, though. They needed to have someone die in this show to give weight to it. I know. When the episodes start, Ian's like, she better die! <laughs> yeah, because otherwise it's like, when you saw how many rebels there were, not, and what, one got killed? It, literally one. And yeah, he got, like, like, cornered and, like, point-blank shot. <laughs> that like, guy, the, the one stakes, they do kill Rebel, is personal. It's like, there's no stakes if no one's ever dying. Like, we know Obi-Wan can't die, but, like, Unless it's just, it turns it's just out weird. he did die, and then throughout the entire original trilogy, or A New Hope, he's just doing the Luke Force protection from being oh, a... Dylan, how about this? How about this? From being a ghost. Dylan, I just, I just thought of this. Obi-Wan could get straight stabbed next episode. And then heal himself? Or Reva heals him. That could be it. That could We could have just figured out how it ends. He gets stabbed through and then Reva force heals him. Or maybe not even force heals him. Maybe he just doesn't die because apparently stabbing him doesn't kill him. Well, I guess it doesn't work. You're right because he wouldn't have revenge, right? Yeah, he doesn't have revenge to do that. Yeah, he has to get force healed. Oh, man. Imagine if that happens. He gets stabbed through. That would be the most Disney Kathleen Kennedy ending ever. I wish they would go over the top with it and he, like, Vader freaking Vader's uh, Obi-Wan so he slices all his limbs off and sets him on fire and then Reva like rubs like waves her hand over him and he's complete again <laughs> that would be funny <laughs> I, I, now I'm scared this is actually gonna happen I'm he's gonna get, oh, Vader's gonna kill him just for Reva to bring him back that'd be good uh, but yeah it, best episode of the show so far still a mixed bag but, yeah, that's pretty much it for that part. Now we're going to move on to Jurassic World Dominion, which we saw... Was, was that last week when we saw it? 
it was last Thursday. Last Thursday, so a week ago, at like the time of this recording. Uh, it was not very good. We'll do quick non-spoilers before we get into spoilers. Um, the, it was just not very good. There's some moments in her that are cool. The dinosaurs are kind of cool, I guess. The story doesn't really make any sense. Jeff Goldblum's great and the best part of the movie and has the best yeah. lines. And it's just, it's because it's Jeff Goldblum. It has nothing to do with the making of the movie. I had a problem with, like, the editing in the movie and also, like, the when and where of the movie because someone will be at one point at, like, this place they're at and then you cut to the next scene and they're all of a sudden at a completely different part. And it's like, well, how close are those two distances and when did that last scene take place? Was it five minutes ago? Was it two hours ago? How? There's a lot of that. Uh, but yeah, I didn't really like it. I didn't think it was very good. I was better than uh, the previous Jurassic World movie, but still not very good. I still maintain that the first Jurassic Park movie is the only good one. What were your thoughts? Non-spoiler before we get into spoilers, Ian. It's not a. So I think it's not a good Jurassic Park movie at all. I think it's, it's a. Very good decent entertaining movie if you completely turn off your brain and you just want to see entertaining stuff yeah the movie makes no sense and there's a lot of really stupid stuff in it em malcolm is the best part um there's some interesting stuff in it but um really kind of feels like a repeat of the first jurassic world which i actually like the yeah. first jurassic world i hate jurassic world 2 i think jurassic world 2 is one of the most unwatchable movies of all time um uh, but Jurassic, I mean, this is better than the last one, not saying much. It, uh, there's entertaining parts if you just completely turn off your brain and don't want to think about it. And then there's also really stupid parts. And then, yeah, Ian Malcolm's great. It was more entertaining than I thought it would be, but it's still not a good movie. All right, so now we're going to get into spoiler, spoiler warning. If you have not seen Jurassic World Dominion, we're getting into it now. All right, I think they have learned, like, completely taken away the wrong things from the first Jurassic Park movie. Like, they saw that, Colin Trevorrow and everyone that wrote it, are like, okay, so this sets the blueprint. In every single Jurassic Park movie, you have to have a dinosaur, the T-Rex, save you from, or a dinosaur, I guess, save you from the evil big bad dinosaur. Because in the first Jurassic World movie, the T-Rex saves you from the Indominus Rex. In the second Jurassic Park movie, Blue saves them from the freaking creepy dinosaur which i actually really like that dinosaur I thought that one was cool but i can't remember what it was called the basically indominus uh raptor <laughs> and then in this one the t it's literally a repeat of the first Jurassic world where the t-rex saves you from a indominus rex looking thing they do that another thing is because in the first one you have the lawyer who's like a douchebag that gets his comeuppance they think, oh, we need to have a villain every single movie, and you need to see them get their comeuppance. Like, yeah, get a take one. We need to see that. Except the lawyer wasn't the big bad in that movie. He's just a douchebag that was a part of it. And in this, the well, in every single Jurassic World, like in the um, in the first one, you have Vincent D'Onofrio trying to militarize dinosaurs. He gets his like, you know, oh, big death, look, bad guy, die. In the second one, you have like um, the black market people, and, like that uh, that military guy, like poacher or whatever, that gets his comeuppance, he dies. And in this one, you have uh, the CEO of Apple, basically, who I keep wanting to call Tim Apple because of when Trump called him Tim Apple. <laughs> Which is the funniest thing to just call some CEO the last name of their company. But uh, the, that guy, who did a great job at playing just a generic-ass CEO, by the way. But he's like a villain in it who's trying to just, like starve the world so he can make more money with his stupid locusts. And I don't care at all. Don't need a villain in Jurassic Park movies. 
don't need a dinosaur saving people from other dinosaurs in Jurassic Park movies. Just because some of that happened the first one. You don't need every single Jurassic Park movie. But we got it. Also, I hate the whole clone plot line. You have the girl from the last movie who is cloned that I do not care about. Arrive, like yeah, she literally gets thousands of people killed because she let out dinosaurs last movie and they're out and about in the world and they kill a ton of people and that's all on her and it's all her fault and it's supposed to be some big part of the last movie but anyways she's like the focal point of this movie people want her because she's the first cloned human and we learned that her mom cloned her uh because she wanted to have kids but she didn't want to be with anyone i guess and her mom had like a birth defect that caused her to just die but she fixed it in her by altering her dna but then it's like if she could alter her clones dna after she was born by the way not before because she cloned her like in her own body and like went through the whole pregnancy and birth and everything um and after that she fixed her dna why didn't she just fix her own dna if they're the yeah. same that big plot hole also it sets up her mom as being this big hero her mom's not anyone important the jurassic park franchise that you have ever cared about she's no one you know until this movie like last movie she was introduced a little bit but this one she gets more of the spotlight and it's like i don't care about this woman like they play it like you're supposed to have some sentimental value like oh yeah it's that person but it's like no i don't care about this british woman i am happy she's dead so that's my little and like i said there's a lot of editing in this movie that pissed me off like there's a part where they're going up a ladder and the big bad dinosaurs coming after them it's like oh how are they gonna get up the ladder and like one girl barely gets up but then there's like six more of them that have to get up the ladder it's like how are they gonna do it the one girl barely made up they cut and all six of them are up the ladder it's like you had a perfect tension filled scene there and you just cut who why but that's my rant ian you can go ahead now um, uh, my biggest issue with the movie is the fact that you bring back legacy characters to ha in a dinosaur movie to have them investigate Loki. The whole <laughs> like, you really want to see Alan Grant, Edley Sadler, and Ian Malcolm figure out Locus and talk about Locus? Like, come on, we want to make them see dinosaurs. Um, my, there's, yeah, like Dylan said, a lot of those gripes are legit. Also, stuff, like, people just appear, like, in the perfect spot all the time and it's like what like claire gets saved by the one the one girl and then um somehow chris pratt and the chick get away from a raptor on ice and water while things swimming around them and doesn't kill them uh dr wong or whatever his name is okay. I think it's wong. I think it's wong. yes i believe it's wong yeah that was funny um he comes out of the middle of nowhere after the park's been like destroyed for like three hours and just like Literally in the middle of nowhere, he's like, I can, I can fix this. Like, dude, were you just hiding, like, under a desk back there? <laughs> yeah. Um, he got some sweet too, hair in this movie, though. Way too convenient stuff, but yeah, the, all the original cast do a good job as their characters, and Ian, and Ian Malcolm has some hilarious lines. There's, like, a really funny line where he's like, why are they not running down the hallway? I can yeah. see them. Like, why are they not? Like, he's just, he, he, uh, uh, Jeff Goldblum is just so good as Ian Malcolm. Yeah. Um. It's just a shame we don't get the um, like that like a, 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 a we never got a proper sequel to Jurassic Park and I don't think you ever can because you can't ever have that feeling of you can get like a proper again. sequel that is a complete BS excuse you can get a proper sequel to Jurassic Park you can get a proper Park. sequel but it will never be as good as the original it could be better you could get it better you'll never get the wonder that you got in the that's first what I'm one saying. that's what makes the first but one but that's so good. that is not what make that is an element that is not what makes it's that a humongous movie humongous element that's the first 10 minutes. No, it's not. It's you don't survive the entire movie on the wonder of seeing dinosaurs. That's just one no. part. 
That is one part. That movie but, would be god-awful. It was all just, look how cool seeing dinosaurs is. That's not yeah, what that movie's and, about. And my biggest issue with the whole Jurassic World franchise is the whole point of Jurassic Park, the movie, is you can't control nature. Dinosaurs had their chance. They got eradicated. We shouldn't have yes. these things. They're going to destroy our ecosystem. Which this movie kind of shows a little bit that, like, they're, like, messing with the ecosystems. But the fact that we're like, oh, dinosaurs aren't bad guys. They're good guys. They only eat the bad people. You never see dinosaurs eating good people in these movies. Um, they're only eating, like, bad people. And it's just... Besides the one bad guy dinosaur. There will be one bad guy dinosaur in each of the Jurassic World movies that yeah, will kill people. Yeah, but then the T-Rex fights them all the yes, time. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, and it's just... It's just sad as far as falling. I know it made a ton of money. We got an awesome roller coaster off the Jurassic World series, so I'm happy about that. You could um, also you could cut the entire second act where they're like freaking in Bangladesh or whatever, uh, riding yeah, motorcycles. Yeah, where yeah, you have like good. the black market where they're we have these raptors that we can control with lasers, and it's like it's it's like a Mission Impossible moment. But then they, they don't the raptors don't kill anyone. Yeah, anyone. Yeah, they don't kill anyone. It's like, what is? Also, I completely like. I watched the clip um, when they uh, from Jurassic World. I completely forgot that that uh, the like black French dude that they meet was in the first movie. Like they do oh, a I callback. I'm like, yeah, I yeah. didn't even know because <laughs> the characters are so forgettable. <laughs> like, um, yeah, it's just <sighs> it's a huge property, so they'll probably keep it going. Uh, reboot or something. It's just it could have been so much better. Like I said, it's better than the last movie, um, but I wouldn't go see it. I wouldn't pay money to see it. Yeah, it's uh, there are mo- the best moment was actually Ian went to go to the bathroom during it. But my favorite moment was there is a part where is Claire the name of her character? Yeah, it's Claire. Claire, uh, she like uh, the evil dinosaur is going after her after like she parachutes and she has to go underwater to survive it. And it's like, it's actually pretty cool. And it's shot pretty cool. Cause you get this like shot to where she's underwater and you see her like trying to wincing, trying to survive under the water and not make too much noise while the dinosaurs above her, like trying to sense her. And it's actually a pretty well done scene with some tension, but that was like the only scene that like I really enjoyed other than uh, Jeff Goldblum stuff. And that was all because of Jeff Goldblum being Jeff Goldblum. He's just a weirdo and, no one else can play Jeff Goldblum characters. There's no one else like that. <laughs> so, yeah, but it's it's a skip it. It's not worth seeing. But sadness. Yeah. Hopefully, man. I just want like I would love like a a Fincher Jurassic Park movie. I think, yeah, I think I think he'd be really good too. I, just the, the suspense would be so cool. I'd, I I that'd be sick, but. Yeah, I think that's about that it for this episode of Never Talk. Anything you want to say before we end it? Uh, I just, I just, I'm still upset. George Lucas sold Star Wars to Disney. Yep. Well, that's what happens when everyone just talks about how your last three movies were garbage. And... I know. I'm part. I'm part of that. <laughs> so everyone just berate him. I can't. I can't apologize enough to George Lucas. You don't. Well, know to be fair, I've going. always defended Revenge of the Sith. I've yes. always defended that movie. Yeah. But he got just panned by critics and fans alike. Well, hard. It, I mean, to be fair, it's, it's very hard to defend some of the, the dialogue and the acting in 2 and 1 and 2. And like the entire love story throughout all three. <laughs> the, yeah, the, but you take all of that over what Disney has given you in the Disney trilogy. Oh, like, I would take all of that. I just... <laughs> <sighs> but we'll, I'm so sad. I get so sad and depressing about this. We'll be back next week talking about the finale of Obi Wan, which um, will. Let me ask you this: What 
if you had to bet right now, do you think you, you're going to be more happy next week or more disappointed? I think I'll. Um, I think it'll just be at my expectations of. We'll get some cool stuff, but we'll get some dumb stuff like the rest of the show. I think it'll be exactly what we said earlier. Well, Reva will end up saving Obi-Wan one way or another. Like, I think it's going to be exactly what we think. I don't think it's going to exceed my expectations to be amazing or anything like that. I think it's going to continue the tradition of the show, which each episode being, that's really cool. That makes zero sense. This is one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. Why is that here? I think it's going to continue that tradition. Amazing that they've been able to do that every episode, but yeah, here we are. Yeah, it is, it is pretty amazing. Other than, like, the chase scene was the only thing that had that in the first episode. Oh, well, my God, that's so Other bad, than the though. chase scene, the first that's episode so... was pretty much all set up and didn't really have much dumb stuff. It was just that horrible chase with Leia. That, like... But, Dylan, that, that chase scene is Oh, yeah, it's so really bad. bad. It's really bad. It feels like it's 40 minutes, but it's only, like, a minute and a half. But <laughs> it feels really bad. But other than that, the first episode didn't have that much. And then each episode, they just add more and more things where it's like, that shouldn't be there. That doesn't make sense. Why is that going on? But, yeah, next week, we'll be back uh, talking about Obi-Wan Kenobi, uh, the Obi-Wan Kenobi finale, and probably Lightyear. We're seeing that this weekend. So we'll probably talk about Lightyear as well. And then once Obi-Wan's over... I don't know. We'll find something to talk about. Maybe we'll rewatch Daredevil if I can get Ian to do it because Ian will not watch it for some reason. But we might talk about Daredevil. That could be fun. Like, do a season each week. That would give us, like, three weeks of content. That would be fun. But, yes, you can hear in his voice. He doesn't, he doesn't want to watch Cage. one of the best shows of all time. You oh, can watch so Luke Cage. Watch You'll never Luke watch Cage. Luke Cage. You hate Luke Cage. I watched it for a little bit. It was so bad. Yeah, it was bad. But Daredevil's literally great. It's legitimately great. You won't watch it. Like, it is not just for a comic book show. For a show in general, it's amazing. Daredevil's better than Leftovers. Uh, but, anyways, we're going to end it there. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And we'll see you guys next week.